Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Timothy. Today is episode 699. We're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. Let's read the passage. For this gospel I was appointed a herald, apostle, and teacher, and that is why I suffer these things. But I am not ashamed, because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you have heard from me, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This is Paul's letter to Timothy, his second letter. Paul's in prison in Rome, expecting to probably be executed. And that's exactly what does happen. And he's sending this letter to Timothy in Ephesus. He wants Timothy to come visit him, but he knows that Timothy might not make it before he's executed. So he's providing this encouragement to Timothy in case he doesn't get a chance to tell him face to face. So he's just been talking about the gospel. He's talked about his confidence in Timothy's faith. He warned Timothy to not be ashamed of the gospel and not be ashamed of Paul as a representative of the gospel. He then had a summary of the gospel. Christ has made salvation known through the gospel. So he's been talking about the gospel. So he continues this in verse 11. He says, for this gospel, I was appointed a herald, apostle, and teacher. So he's talking about the gospel. He says, yeah, that's the gospel. That's the gospel that has been the center of my ministry. I was appointed. Let's look at each of these words. They're important. He was appointed by Christ on the road to Damascus. So he was appointed to be an apostle. He didn't volunteer. He wasn't elected. He was appointed by God. He was appointed a herald. And a herald is somebody who proclaims. That's been his primary mission, is proclaiming the gospel. He was appointed an apostle. Apostle speaks to the authority and also the mission. The mission to go spread the gospel in found churches. And teacher. Now, what's the difference between a herald and a teacher? A herald is proclaiming the gospel. It's more of an evangelistic thrust for people to come and know Christ. Where a teacher would be teaching the details of the gospel, trying to give some depth to people to help them have a foundation for their faith. And all this is tied to the gospel. So that's the gospel that has been the center of my ministry. Verse 12, and that is why I suffer these things. Well, he suffers for the gospel. He was arrested because he is a leader in the Christian movement. That's why he was arrested, probably in Troas. That's why he's in prison in Rome. That's why he will be executed, because he's a Christian, because he is an apostle of the gospel, because he proclaims the Christian message. Now, kind of making the point, though, that he's not the only one. It's not that he alone suffers for the gospel. He just said in the last section, he told Timothy, suffer with me. And other places throughout the New Testament, we see this call that if you come and follow Christ, if you believe the gospel, you're probably going to encounter suffering too. So suffering is what happens when you align with the gospel. So that's why I suffer these things, because he proclaims the gospel. It continues, but I am not ashamed. Well, why would Paul be ashamed? Well, same reason Timothy might be ashamed. He's considered a criminal. 
It would be very easy for him to recant and say, well, I didn't really proclaim the gospel. He, no, he'd stand up boldly and continue to proclaim the gospel, even if it assures that he will be executed. He is not ashamed of the gospel. He's not ashamed of his faith. And it explains why. Because I know whom I have believed. So who's he talking about? He's talking about God. He has believed God because God's the one who gave the gospel. The gospel is God's message to people. And so it's not Paul's message. It's God's message. And he believes God. That's why he's not ashamed of the gospel. It's God's message. He continues, And am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Well, what's he saying here? He's saying that God is able to guard what has been entrusted to him until that day. Let's begin with what has been entrusted to me. What is it that's been entrusted to Paul? The gospel. That's what he's talking about, is the gospel here. That the gospel has been entrusted to Paul. And God is able to guard that deposit, guard the gospel. Even when Paul is no longer here, which is going to be soon, God will guard the gospel. God will protect the gospel. God will make sure the gospel is proclaimed even after Paul is gone. God is able to guard what has been entrusted, the gospel, until that day. What day? He's referring here to the return of Christ. The gospel will continue to be proclaimed until Christ returns. And God's the one who's going to make sure that happens. So now he turns back to Timothy, verse 13. Hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you have heard in me. So he's telling Timothy, you continue with this gospel. You know the gospel because I've taught you the gospel. Continue in the sound teaching of the gospel, the gospel that you heard from me. Continue the mission. Stay true to the message in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And this is talking about the matter how he's to live. He's supposed to live an authentic life of faith. This pattern of sound teaching is not just an academic teaching of facts. It comes about through his authentic life you know, of faith, that he is a true follower of Christ. He's not just a teacher of Christ things. He's a follower of Christ, and that should be evident in how he lives. And verse 14, guard the good deposit through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This sounds like he's turning the mission over to Timothy. Paul knows he's at the end of his mission. Now, he's not going to give up. That's why he tells Timothy later on, okay, when you come visit me, pick up my scrolls that I left in Troas because I need them. So he's going to continue serving the Lord, proclaiming the gospel, teaching until he's gone. But he knows he will be gone before too long, and he's turning the mission over to Timothy here. So guard the good deposit through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. What's the good deposit? The gospel. In verse 12, he said God is able to guard that deposit. God is able to guard the gospel. Now he's telling Timothy to guard the deposit, guard the gospel. Well, but notice he says, through the Holy Spirit, who is God, the Holy Spirit is the one who will guard the good deposit, the gospel. And the Holy Spirit lives in us. Now, in this, we see that God doesn't just use 
singular people like Paul or Timothy. He uses lots of people, as the Holy Spirit is in anyone who is a follower of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is able to empower anyone as a follower of Christ to do what he calls them to do. And what has he called us to do? He's called us to live authentic lives of faith, to allow others to see our faith in our lives, to speak of the gospel, speak of our faith, speak of the Lord. And that's the way the Holy Spirit continues to guard that deposit of the gospel, because we are all carriers of the gospel. And this, we often question this whole, why does God depend on us to do this stuff? Wouldn't it be much more efficient if he just did it himself? Well, questioning the mind of God here, what we do know is that God does uh, count on us to be the carriers of the gospel, to be the spreaders of the gospel. But we also know the Holy Spirit is intimately involved in this. So it's not that we do all this and God kind of helps us along. It's God's the one doing this and has invited us to be a part of it. The Holy Spirit is the one who touches people's hearts and convicts them of sin and convinces them of the need to follow the gospel. We're just along as the proclaimers of the gospel. The Holy Spirit's the one who does all the behind-the-scenes stuff of convicting people of sin and their need for salvation. So it's not that we're doing all this and God kind of helps us. It's God's the one doing this. God's the one who's guarding the deposit. God's the one who's advancing the gospel. God's the one doing all this, but he's invited us to be a part of it. Why? Well, we can't say exactly why, but I think the big reason is out of relationship. We invite people we care about to be a part of things we're really excited in, things that we consider to be really important. Even if they don't play a major role in it, we want them to come participate in it so they too can experience the joy of this amazing thing. And I think that's the big deal is this, this is a big deal to God. And God's the one doing it, and he's invited us to join with him, to be a part of it, to experience the amazing advancement of the gospel and the bringing of people to know him. So it's a great privilege to be invited to share in this joy, to share in this task. And we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do that. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Second Timothy.